This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. This week, we talk about Sony's reveal of the new PlayStation 5 controller. Plus, I get the chance to check out Fire Pro Wrestling World's expansion story mode, Champion Road Beyond. Then, in our final stage review, we go deep on the book called Wrestling with Pixels, the world tour of wrestling games, and talk about this crowdfunded achievement with a very shaky, controversial background. We will do all this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host dex Avery josiah what you just heard was a sample of a really new chill and smooth project that mega ran and kazu beats have come out with it's called mindset that's the name of the album go ahead and wait to check it out it's out now and if you are in a state of panic and uncertainty as we all know this uh in this time I guarantee I recommend you go check that out. It's I wasn't expecting it. I already pre-ordered it some time ago. And normally it's like, yeah, I support all the Mega Rand stuff. I mean, like he's part of this show every weekend. He does really good. You know, his work speaks for itself. So got a chance to team up with a guy named uh, Kazu Beats. Um, man, this this dude is heavy. Like I, I was not expecting to hear what I heard. I thought it was another hip hop album. In fact, it's like it's like a really smooth, chill album. If you if you guys ever like if you're R&B fans or if you like, I want it's not really smooth jazz. It's not really smooth jazz, but it's it's a really mellow type of beat that you would probably hear possibly on a most Def album or like Black Star or even the the uh, the group, the music group, uh, the Internet. You know, it's, it's that type of vibe. It's, it's really smooth. It's really, really smooth. But it's all like an instrumental vibe that I think is perfect that it came out right now with everything going on. Because it's like when you get time to chill, that's what you put on. And I heard the whole entire thing. The song that you just heard, the, the ensemble that you just heard was called New Day, which I got a feeling that's dedicated to the actual group, the team New Day on the WWE, because, you know, Ran is Ran in uh and uh xavier woods are like really good friends and um by the way they did a rap uh they did a song together too so if you you might want to go out of your way to check that out as well but man i I really ducked this album go out of your way to check it out it's called mindset it's out now on Bandcamp. you could probably check it out on megaran.com as well so it's awesome keep it going brother so today 
we got some news to talk about. Not too much news, but the news that we got is really deep. This is like one of those uh, small pond big fish type of days where we don't have a lot of news, but the news that we got will cover this entire show. Trust me, uh, because we will be focusing on we do have a game review. But we also, the, that's not the final stage review. The final stage review is the book Wrestling with Pixels. And why that is, because what it represents, what it's about, and the story behind it. And it's actually really both intriguing, engaging, and at the, of all else, it's really sad. It's as sad as... I would say some of the games that was mentioned in that game, and particularly one by Suda, Suda Fifty One. But it's it you know the the book was done, but it wasn't without its sort of controversy, and we're going to talk about that later on because I mean there's a lot of good about this book, but there is also some exposing bad about this book. But whether this book is worth getting or not, that's going to be the case, and we're going to talk about that on our in our uh final stage review there but before we do that i want to get down to some one bit of news that came out this week remember due to all the situations that is coming out there's not that much news going on in the world of gaming at the moment because everybody's on pause everything in the world is on pause so to speak almost everything so what did come out and by the way we're just less than 14 hours away as of this time or less than 14 hours away and if you're listening to this is probably you're probably even less than that or it's the day of so final fantasy 7 remake is coming if not if you're listening to it on a friday it's here so i am just i'm so eager to play this game so much i'm i've done like tribute art for this i've done some really cool stuff for this it's like i i'm ready um by now if you probably haven't seen it you probably will see it uh there will be a new banner in the acmg facebook group dedicated to this coming very soon so stay tuned for that but um man it is it it's it's been an incredible journey with that uh, again i've watched the <laughs> it's remember last week when we did the legacy of seven and i did the preview i i did i put in the audio of the uh e3 conference of 2015 I, whether it's that or the other video that i put out that which i put out on uh the acmg facebook group it's one of the most was one of the most emotional videos i've ever seen and this is like i i i really hate i people will probably get mad for me comparing this but i will say this because I felt the same emotion for this as I did for when President Obama was elected the first time. And it was that type of feeling like hope is here. Like, it, 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 you know, everything that you're going through in life, something right happened out of everything that was going wrong, out of every trial and tribulation that you go to, something right happened. That was one in Final Fantasy was the other when they announced that and then like everybody else there's like a video i only got like a five minute video of people re, of people's reaction to this but there is somebody who went out of their way to do a two-part video of a lot of people's reaction to the announcement of final fantasy 7 each one of the videos are two hours long of people crying 
at the mention and the announcement of Final Fantasy VII. If you're not a Final Fantasy VII fan, that's fine. But you got to understand how really great this game has been to people in the world. Like, I'm not a Gran Turismo fan. Or I'm not... What is it? There's some other games that I'm not a fan of, but I do respect the legacy and the legend that they have occurred for other fans. And when it comes to Final Fantasy VII, I'm not saying everybody should be a fan of this game, but you should respect or be a fan of what this game has done for the industry. And the results speak for itself. All of those people that has that has got a legit excitement, myself included. It's real, man. And and just we're just hours away from doing it. Now, I do want to point out, which is really crazy. I never mentioned this last week, and I didn't find out until afterwards that um there are unfortunately gonna be some people who will not be able to get this um uh, be able to play this game day of. Uh a lot of it mostly to the people who have pre-ordered the physical copies uh of it because due to the circumstances beyond square enix's control they don't have the time to produce all of those physical copies because of COVID 19. so there will be some major delays all over the world as a result of this uh, i had people that claimed that they saw it at a walmart or whatever i'm i'm a little skeptical about that but that's here nor there um it, it how it, it's possible but i depending on the person who mentioned it it you know that information is a little bit iffy because they're not known for having too much merit in their um in their statements and claims but nonetheless for the majority there's a large amount of people who would not get physical copies uh out there at the for the day of it eventually will happen but you know it's unfortunate it's not the fault of score enix and i just gotta say this right now you cannot blame score enix if you're smart if you're smart, you will understand the situation. And there are luckily, fortunately, I, you know, reading on Twitter and all that stuff, there were people who are very understanding of it. Um, but my case is this is one of the other reasons. This just added on another reason why I download digitally religiously. It's because of stuff like that. This is another reason for this. I've I've been digitally downloading games for over a decade definitely dating back to the playstation 3 and the psp era i've had no problems it's like there, there are people who are skeptical about downloading games and there are also people who are skeptical about paying bills online i've done it all for way course uh, way over the course of a decade with no trouble and if i did i would have jumped off ages ago that's just plain and simple. I, I'm not the type of person like if if it goes wrong, I'm not going to hide away and not admit that I was wrong about something because that's not going to help me. That's not going to help anybody else. And that's going to make me look like a chump anyway for like not admitting and owning up to the fact that I was wrong about the situation. Now, if I'm going to give you a, a perspective or a professional opinion about something, I want to make sure that I am right or wrong about it. And that's just the case. So. No, I've been digitally downloading games for over a decade with over a course of so many different consoles from handheld to different from Nintendo, from, uh, you know, from 
not Dreamcast, um, but from Nintendo to PlayStation to Xbox, I've been doing it for years. For PSP, for 3DS, I've been doing it for years. Never had trouble. The only trouble that you can have that I think we have is only based on the developers who may have some type of bug or glitch and something like that, which they could easily, boom, upload a patch for it. That's it. You know, that's that's just been the case. So the the probability of problems is very low for digital downloading. I can I can attest to that. I'm living proof of that. I've been doing it for years. There's no argument right there. I mean, it's absolutely not. But again, this is unfortunate for those who actually got physical copies because now they're going to have to wait. Um, Square Enix did ask fans to not spoil anything. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, take part in that myself. Um, I'll, you know, there's going to be talk about it. And maybe I'll do a talk time post for the game itself for those who have on on our acmg facebook group and to not spoil it for anybody else but maybe i mean other than that it's like yeah we got to respect people's situation this is like this is equivalent to the end game situation not exactly to the hype but this is if anything i would say this is the video game equivalent where people want to talk about the game and get through and there's some apparently some new things that are going on in this game that hasn't that wasn't going on in the original some questions answered to some things that might excite people so yeah out of respect i'm i'm gonna you know abide by that that's just that's just it so i know there's gonna be some like dorky ass people and douchebag ass people that are gonna try to you know i don't understand why people have to go out of their way to do something really nasty for, to people that part to me i never understood that it's just it can we can we address that when people do stuff like that that there is truly something wrong with them and they and we can't let them make them think that they're normal like like everything they're doing is, is of normalcy and and there's a normality to what they're doing it is not there, there's something behind people doing some troll like antics and yeah, I, I guarantee you, if you go deep into the person who's trolling and, and being bitter or whatever like that, there's something behind that that leads up to all the actions that they're doing. I will put money on that. So not that I'm any type of psychologist or psychiatrist or anything, but, you know, I've only studied like a class or two of it when I was in college. But other than that, it's like still I still have my inf- I still have my inferences on certain situations like that. And. I, you know, I, I kind of got, I, I would consider myself a good judge of character on certain people, uh, and, and configure them out pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I guarantee you when people do stuff like that, there's some deeper issues behind that. And if you go, if you're able to crack that, they'll stop because <laughs> they don't want you to get deep into their stuff. So remember that, but I digress. Please do not spoil this for anybody. It's going to be a great experience for those who've been waiting years for it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to follow up and what this is going to do. So definitely let's let's respect the people who are in, especially with everything going on. You know, we all need something to make ourselves feel good. And unfortunately, this COVID-19 situation is making us even more or some of us more crazy uh, in the sense of you know just not being able to do what they normally do freely so just respect everybody in the process and that's what this is all about so let's talk about sony sony didn't show us the actual console back then when they did that tech conference 
at least like they they're kind of making up for it now because they just revealed the first look of what is called the ps5 dual sense controller finally we get some idea what this is they were they released this recently um this time around playstation is focusing on the touch capabilities that the dualshock 4 contained uh, according to playstation.blog they talked about uh the touch uh that how touch was going to uh be the big inspiration when designing the dualsense controller this includes adaptive triggers that have been added to allow tension to games that require certain actions such as drawing a bow to shoot an arrow so which means there's going to be some resistance in that particular like say if you played uh, horizon zero dawn and they have a bow and arrow and she has aloe has a bow and arrow there at that particular game with that particular time there's going to be some resistance which means that button is going to react almost like an ai certain way it's going to understand it's going to understand that you know putting the trigger button the uh, r2 button i guess it's going to be heavier than normal so it's going to put more pressure on it for you not to do it when other games is going to be easy you know it's going to be that's going to be an interesting thing and i believe this is a major factor to what playstation was uh have been talking about when wanting games uh or gamers for that matter to get a more psychologically invested into the gameplay which to me was like okay this sounds like very much sword art online type situation i don't know uh because as you recall uh if any of you watched the playstation tech presentation a few weeks back before all this craziness happened uh no it was during all this it was during all of this it was at the very beginning of all this of this um this pandemic when they did this and uh it will be replaced oh i'm sorry i'm going past my notes but if you remember during the um the playstation tech presentation a few weeks back they mentioned how they wanted to you know they were you know really paying attention to the neurological side of gamers and how they can trigger the emotions and feelings when playing a game to get them more immersed now to me that is i feel like that's just digging way too deep like there's some things i believe we don't really have to do <laughs> there it's do we not get engaged in games enough that we don't enjoy them like you really have to go into the brain and, and trigger out you know what's going on in the left temporal lobe or what's going on in the right temporal lobe when during the process of gaming it's like to me it's like you don't have to get that deep but that's what they're doing and i the part of me is like how far are they going to go with this to a point and i hate to be like this this person because i am a person of evolution but sometimes certain evolutionary things aren't meant to be so the fact that they're trying to get into your brain in a way that it is really trying to suspend your disbelief to a higher level that's that could be both exciting and scary in my opinion so the one thing that they're going to do is uh the other thing that they're going to do too is uh they changed the whole entire design around this time because the new design looks like it has the fundamentals of the old ps controller but this time has a sleek white colored shell with a hint of navy blue i'm pretty sure that was navy blue that i saw on the analog stick area um it was announced by playstation manager toshimasu uh 
Aoki that the newly designed next gen controller will uh, once again have the audio jack capabilities that the first that the up pass controller had, uh, which allows you to wear headphones while playing wirelessly. Um, the one thing that will not be back from what I for what they said is the share button, which is one of my favorite buttons on the uh, in the controller because it lets you do screenshots uh, and record and record video there that you could put on facebook youtube twitter whatever um in its place will be an actual button called create now uh there's no detail on what the button will do at this time but they have said that they will reveal this closer to the ps5's launch which unfortunately may not be for a while due to the situation there's going to be a lot of delays there's a lot of delays in games already in game releases um and like I just mentioned with Final Fantasy, the physical copies, people won't be able to get it of day of. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of unfortunate, but at least we know that they're working on it. And it might actually, it might be a positive because it may give them even more time to tweak things up and do a little bit more. Same with Xbox and their X series. It may give them time to do some other things and, you know, keep it up. We also will have their all their e they're like e3 press conferences or showcase videos down the line so we'll get to see more of what's going on possibly when things are up because they have now with everything going on with the pandemic coming on with the new loss of uh the rise in unemployment which means the the loss of money and not being spent in there and um it, it's going to be interesting to see how much they're going to charge for these consoles now that there's not enough people out there that may not be able to afford it and depending on how long this pandemic and all of us being quarantined in is going to be the longer it is the worse it's going to be for a lot of companies for a lot of people it already is now i mean there are people who legit lost their jobs um right now so which means the farthest thing from their mind of getting essentials is not video gaming by far it, it and, and sadly i hate to say this it's not even like there's a lot of commercials that you're seeing about supporting bars and supporting restaurants and such and as much as we love that the 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 reality is in my from the way i see it from my perspective of this reality is that i'm sure people would love to but we got people who lost jobs so we how how are they going to be able to afford that and then even furthermore going to a restaurant and supporting the restaurant on a normal basis is a luxury going to a restaurant is a luxury going to mcdonald's is a luxury the essentials is actually buying food from a grocery store and cooking yourself and probably even more healthier selections either because restaurants are normally meals that aren't the best that you shouldn't have all the time um games is a great recreational thing but and possibly really good during this time but how much are they going to make us spend for this like we can't it, if, if this goes on we can't spend four hundred dollars on a game console that's that's that is absolutely true i, I don't even know if we could pay we'll be able to pay 300 on a game console because like i said there are going to be people who are not who don't work and by the way <coughs> excuse me anybody who still has their job right now can i please say please refrain from talking about it on social media because there are actual people who may not have a job and it's pretty much like pandering it i don't know if pandering is the right word but it's 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 almost antagonizing because in in very tone deaf like 
you gotta chill with stuff like that you, i mean there are people who you gotta be you be grateful be very grateful for what you have it at the time that you have it for as long as you have it because like i said the longer that this goes on things are going to change dramatically and there's going to be no point for a lot of things if this continues um but just be grateful you know for that and just be humble on social media i've seen a lot of uh, people that i know who've done this and it's it's kind of tone deaf it's really kind of tone deaf it's really it's it's kind of hillish too (laughs) so you know i mean you got to chill you got to chill with that not everybody is going to have that benefit there are some people who are like we're in a situation where people are dying and here you are still saying that you're going to be working you know chill i digress so i i don't know how when the playstation 5 or will be announced or when it i got a feeling though with the controller being white that means they're going to change the entire look of the playstation um so we're probably going to have a all white shell in heart and in hard shell for this thing as well i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what this thing is going to look like um i do like the controller i like the way it looks it looks a little bit meaty like beefier this time around as far as the uh design uh aspect looks like goes around your hand a little bit more um but at least the touch the uh d-pad is still there the analog stick every like all of the button combination d-pad looks exactly the same it's just the shape of the shell looks a little bit bigger this time or just slightly bigger doesn't look too big almost almost looking like uh, the the shape of an xbox controller but not too much so i'm digging it it's a it's a good tease it's a good little thing to hold us off until they really start revealing things down the line whenever that is so hopefully we'll get to see more from there so all right right now i'm going to talk about the my review of fire pro wrestling champion road beyond now there's a, here's, I'm going to reveal something. I had no idea. And I mean, I had no idea about the previous game that this was based on. And I came in cold with this. And it wasn't until, and because, and I'll give credit to Pixel, uh, I'll give credit to um, the book that I'm going to be reviewing on our final stage review for giving providing more information on this as well as playstation for explaining that this was based on a the previous game this is the sequel to a previous game so i am i've i've i thought i was a big wrestling gamer fan but not until i read this book <laughs> we'll go deeper to that uh later but this was an expansion created by the original written and directed by the original man behind uh the the fire pro wrestling series suguchi soda the story here is based on the what i now understand is the most controversial wrestling game of all time um which was fire pro wrestling uh special super fire pro wrestling special that came out for the super nes and my goodness i had no idea this occurred i had no idea this this totally told me that i was not that big of a wrestling gamer as i thought and thought in fact because when i was playing wrestling games imported they were emulated games they were uh i played quite a few fire pro wrestling games and somehow some way that one slipped by me i own like fire pro wrestler uh uh, premium x premium right now i got the queen version which all the uh female wrestlers right now i got a few i got a couple other ones that's on my uh raspberry pi but like um 
I have none of the ones like I, it makes me want to go search for the ones that I haven't found now because of the book. But we'll talk about that later. But this is created by Suda51 as a follow up to the Fire Pro special uh, story mode, which had Mario Smith on air in uh, his life, wh- whose life ended tragically at the height of his career. If you guys don't know about that, that was a very, very deep situation. Um, it was way ahead of his time in a, in the a, a sense of you had this guy who became a wrestler named mario and he all through his career there was a lot of tragedy that happened. people died in his life his his wife left of his life and unfortunately it led to him uh friends have died in a ring and it has led to him actually i hate to say it he, he committed suicide like it was it was legit crazy how this happened and i I could not believe that this was a thing and not only was this a thing but like he this was never done before this was never done again something so realistic something so so realistic in a storyline in a game at during the during the 90s i think the believe this came out 90 i think it's 96 it came out in and Man, I, I do want to recommend if any of you any of you don't know about this game or want to get a follow up on the understanding of this of Super Fire Pro Wrestling, go to on YouTube, look for uh, Super Fire Pro Wrestling uh, special Champions Road, uh, where Hey uh, Preezy, I'll give him credit because he did a, I thought he did a great job explaining what happened in this storyline, which led to everything that was going on. Uh, really well done, but he has a fourteen minute. Uh, you know talk you know story he basically talks about all of the things that has happened in this story mode which led to everything for those who never played the game or for those who didn't understand what was going on when the game was played but it ended so tragically man it was just crazy so it was so crazy back then that people hated Suguchi Soda for what he did for how this story came about people wanted a happy ending and this was the 90s this was the grunge period kurt, kurt cobain you know tragically passed away as well and all of this was happy ecw was the thing uh suda 51 was totally into all this and decided to implement all of that inspiration into the game's story which led to mario's unfortunate tragic passing uh in the game never been done never been uh, never been done before and will probably be done again but the even crazy more airy part about it is that it's so people it's so realistic it, especially now that we know what happened today um with like people like chris benoit and you know stuff like that it's it's really airy that he did that back then it's really crazy people hated him for doing that action for doing that uh game and and writing that story like that uh he even says in the interview of this game that he was people before the internet people were writing letters and and sending mail to him in with death threats and and cursing him out and really saying how much they hated it back then and now a lot more people have a better understanding of it now because you know back then we were uneducated to the ideas of these things actually happening and it was really really dark for people at the time and then now we see how bad mental issue um mentally ill issues happen and and mental unstableness happen you know 
this is he was ahead of his time unfortunately um you know he wrote this and now it's like that's wow it's 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 breathtaking just to understand the story of it and to really see where he went with this and now we get a follow-up from this because now it's basically the story of this is now his son blade uh sabo who his mother also was the uh you know his mother was the one is the person who left (laughs) mario back then to the point that he didn't have anybody to love he didn't have any more friends and it led to him ending his life so she apparently was pregnant unbeknownst to anybody in the storyline i believe that she was pregnant with him and uh he basically now has set out to go on the same path of his father uh but how the bad part is that he does so in fear of living up to his father's legacy but also the fear of understanding what happened to his father you know and i i when i learned more about the storyline i kind of thought of like people like ronda rousey who if you were if you guys remember ronda rousey her father unfortunately uh ended his life um not in the same fashion as mario but he ended his life and ronda here who is a legendary mixed martial artist wind up becoming champion lost to holly Holm, and it took a huge toll on her head because of everything that was going on she had issues with her mom she had issues with her coach at the time and she was so passionate about what she was doing in life and being the best of what she was and i still think if her mind was right and her if she didn't have those budding issues between her mom and the coach she probably still would be champion to this day and it would have been very interesting to see how far but this is the same thing that happened to mike tyson but uh, but unlike mike tyson when ronda passed it took a lot of order and she admitted on uh, the ellen show that she was thinking about committing suicide as well and have so suicidal and tendencies so you know when i when i read this i thought about that situation as well i mean it, it's really crazy so this literally is a follow-up from the infamous champions road scenario that uh, goichi wrote 26 years ago that and it literally launched his career it really put him on a map as a result of that so the expansion pack if you choose to get it which i believe I, it was 9.99 for this and we're going to talk about these expansions too later on in the um as we go down from here we're going to talk these expansions are just crazy but this one in particular now uh i think is worth for any of those fans who really wanted to you know get this and get a follow-up for this i, I it, this is really interesting the expansion pack comes with the following additional fictional characters uh additional edit parts additional background music and a sit-down interview with soda 51 who does the interview and and i love the way he does the interview because he does it in a post-fight press conference style much like you would see in new japan pro wrestling he comes into the door he goes into the backdrop of you know fire pro wrestling which looks like the new japan pro wrestling backdrop that they do for interviews and the uh, reporters and everything are interviewing him and as he does his speech but he also does so when he he falls as if he'd been through like a a strong style uh, match it is really it's really funny but he talks about everything on air and um 
especially you know how people you know treated him before and you know during and after and and later on in the years with this situation and how more understanding people were and fans were uh with it and you know it helped him launch his career to create another cult classic which is no more heroes and we're still waiting for no more heroes 3 to come out so we still don't know when that's coming out as well but um he talks about also how he you know why he came back into this and why he wanted to come back to do this you know new story mode here so um the story i thought was okay and i you know when i wrote this when i wrote my notes for this i had no idea where this was based on but now that i went back and look and and researched on the actual story of this i now have an under, more of an understanding here's the thing if you play the championship uh, the champion road beyond you cannot do so without researching where it's from so if you have not played or known about the story mode of super fire pro special you need to go before you even play this game you need to go back and revisit the story of what happened in that story mode to understand and appreciate what's happening in this story mode so i wrote that the story was okay but now that i'm now that i know what's going on it's better than okay it makes more sense now and they have you go through this journey of understanding what his road is going to be and he goes through the very similar road to his father you know entering uh shoot wrestling entering mixed martial arts entering the wrestling world traveling to different areas um this is the more modern day so now like it's normal for a uh, Japanese wrestler to travel to America now he has a now a new part a new tag team partner that he's with as well so a lot of the things that are happening with his father's life is happening there but the other thing is, is that he's still haunted by the understanding of his father and wondering if it's going to go that same road and i'm not going to spoil it for anybody because one this is a brand new story expansion so not many people have probably played it yet but i'm going to say i like the story now a little bit better than i did you know before i understood what this was about and it all makes sense now so i i really enjoyed it i thought it was okay now i think i liked it better <laughs> with a better understanding of things um what i didn't like but i wish they would have had I, I wish they could have um given you the opportunity to change the move set around i like some of the move sets that they had in there but some of it was a little bit too generic and it like they have a lot of really cool move sets. i do like the fact that they gave uh blade the Stormbreaker, which is will all spray's um finisher to uh on the in the game as well as the shining wizard so they gave you that uh to that expect but i would have juiced this this uh, man's move set up i wouldn't have to change his his appearance i, I would love to change his move set around um but i love it the story allows you to experience many of the game's uh options through prior, fire pro wrestling world as well I, so it, in a sense it is kind of like a tutorial mode much like the other champion road uh but more more or less so uh the new arena stages are awesome i did like that as long with the new swa logo on the mat as well it's really beautiful and extravagant it almost looks like a a, a um pretty much like a lucha 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 environment very colorful very vibrant it's really awesome i loved it um the the story at the end i will say no, I, I won't even talk about the story in because now that I, like I said, now that I really understand what's going on. I was going to talk about the story. No, I'm not. I'm going to let you do it. You go out of your way to check out the story because 
because of what happened you got to understand where this is leading to and whether it's going to go good or bad i'll leave that up to you to find out yourself but i'm going to say that this is a very intriguing story based on what is happened in the previous game from 26 years ago so the characters were also okay um i do i i do i will say this some of the characters to me were a little bit lukewarm uh in play i would have loved for them to have a little bit more charisma or a little bit more over the top type of feel to it but i know that suda i understand now that suda does try to make it a little bit more realistic in a sense and have a little bit of sense of realism or authenticity with it uh you know as it really tries to i feel like it really tries to pay respect to the industry that he loves so much so what also i do like is that you have the ability to replay stories um which is a plus i really 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 respect what they did here <laughs> respect what he did here it was i think it was a good closure for people who were still traumatized by that uh ending back then in 90 in 96 and it's a it, it's a really good follow-up for that so i mean overall i i was gonna give this a grade of a b but i'm gonna stick i'm gonna give it like at least a b plus i thought it was a good follow-up uh to the game it, it really i really had no trouble with this um after the fact when i played it again and had a better understanding of where this was you know residing from and where it's coming from i enjoyed it uh i you know it, it was it was a good addition to the deal it i believe like i said i think this is 9.99 i do want to note this uh this it, this week a new expansion pack was released for um in the playstation store uh spike tune self released a new expansion pack to add to their many other expansion and dlc selections in the game now i'm gonna run down this list of freaking expansion packs and extra things they have take note that the game i believe is still 59.99 and they have all these expansion packs this is like dead or alive level to me <laughs> so they got the parts craft which is 29.99 it gives you uh create it gives you uh players to create their own parts and authentic characters to upload on fpw.net uh, which is their custom creative suite uh place that you can upload your parts and, and different characters and whatnot and download characters um the parts that you design on the creative suite cannot be used on online matches because it you know if only you have it and you're not sharing it other people won't be able to have it too so i get that they also have released a um the all-female wrestlers from the stardom promotion which i was told i need to watch um definitely so which comes in two dlc sets each priced at 19.99 per set of 10 i believe one has 11 on there as well um also note that there is no fighting road uh there's no champion road story mode for the stardom package so just the dlc characters for a combined total of 40 dollars outside of the fact that you paid 59.99 that's not even including the expansion the the season mode that you you already paid for as well so there's also the entrance craft expansion allowing you to create your own entrance uh uh, for your characters which that's i mean if you've seen the game it's not a big deal and if i mean they only they don't really come out with the title belts either so i don't know if that's even a big deal that's also yet another 1999 this is all in addition to that 49.99 expansion pack and the fact that the game itself is also 59.99 do the math people this that's 
I haven't seen Overkill like this since Dead or Alive. If you've played a, the reason why I'm not playing Dead or Alive right now because they they charge so much for DLC. It's ridiculous, and most of it is only like scantily clad attire for the characters. It's not like extra characters or anything like that. And even still, that's a, that's a lot of money. Man, I hope. It's the one thing I hope that because of this recession, that they these prices will go extremely down. There's no way they should be paying this much for that. And I know, like, it, 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 on top of that, visually, as much as I love this version, visually, this is not the most best looking uh, Fire Pro that I've seen. Like, the best looking Fire Pro game is like Fire Pro Wrestler Return, um, Fire Pro Wrestling Z. Like uh, those games that were on a PlayStation Three. And, and 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 all of those other ones, those to me were better. And I think because of the fact that they have all these separate parts, like the forearm, the upper arm, all that stuff, and you, it comes together. It looks like a puzzle piece just coming together. So it doesn't look as good as it should, but it does play solidly. The one thing, other thing, I still haven't figured out too is uh, how I can't play some of my characters. I did, however look online to find out that it may be the fact that some of the characters that i download have part have move sets that i don't have in there so i might have to just go and copy the copy the whole um, player and change it all over but i mean as much as i like this game what they're doing is overkill like spike turns now i'm starting to see why this is not on the switch so that right there to me is it's just it's crazy but otherwise if i can recommend any Thing about this game it would be the core game itself and i would also go on to say that extra story mode if you like the other characters like the stardom characters or the or jay white and all those other characters and the i mean they they are really trying to pocket you they're really really trying to pocket you and i think this and a, a part of it is unfair it's really like i know they worked hard on this game but some of the prices in here is just really crazy like when you play when you really look at it you're paying an extraordinary amount of money for this one game so i yeah i uh, just the these these uh business practices to me is it's just insane so folks that will do it for this portion of the uh select start podcast we're going to take a break come back and what we do we're going to review wrestling with pixels and talk about this crowdfunded achievement with a very controversial background on it we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of team titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live
All right, folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is based on the book known as Wrestling with Pixels. And I there there's a part of me that really wants to enjoy talking about this book, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the situations behind the making of this book, which in hindsight is kind of sad. Uh, this was a, cr uh, a crowdfunded book on Kickstarter that had a lot of intrigued about it. And I, this is the first time I, I heard about this book and how I found out about this book is when I was listening to Wrestling Observer Live Radio uh, a week or two back when, uh, shout out to Jim Volley out there, he talked about, uh, he was talking about his favorite wrestling games and a caller came in and mentioned this book, Wrestling With Pixels, The World Tour of Wrestling Games, which he, he said he enjoyed immensely. And the mere mention of this on that on that radio show, which I highly recommend everybody, every wrestling fan in the world listen to, which they already probably have or are. Um, upon hearing this, I immediately lit up with excitement because, as you guys know, I am a immensely avid wrestling fan. I am also a gamer and putting those two together. That's one of my most played games on any game console. I look WWE 2K19 is not the best wrestling game in the world, but to Blind Squirrel's cre uh, credit, and you know all the updates that has been put in, it's now a playable game. I would not say it's a completely solid game, but the fact that I'm playing over a thousand hours of it, maybe like 1,500 hours of it on the Nintendo Switch, says that it's a playable game. With fewer glitches than ever you know it is playable enough for me to enjoy to do the things i need to do but um i lit up immensely when i heard this i looked into it lo and behold is uh, it was available on amazon so i picked it up on kindle and look i gotta say it was released in february 2020 i'm thinking without knowing anything about this i look this was far from the radar of a lot of people uh, it, it was backed up by 500 backers. It made, it was a goal of 18,000. It made 26,000 for the making of this game and everything that it was, that it entails. And I, again, I, IGN never covered it. Um, there was a few people who, like, there was really not, not a lot. I looked, I Googled, there was not a lot of people who really knew about this book it was a there was it wasn't it, it, there's a cult following of people that knew about this book um so here's the situation this wrestling with pixels is a successfully crowdfunded project that was put together by author alden sorley and partially associated with botch productions now i'm going to talk about this there's going to be something to enjoy about this book, but I also, it's something really sad to talk about this book as well. So I'm going to go down here. I'm without, I, I wrote a lot of notes here and, and hopefully I won't have to mention every bit of these notes. Some of it is sad. And we just talked about the, <laughs> the storyline with Fire Pro Wrestling, Super Fire Pro Wrestling Special, which by the way, in my, on my screen, on my TV, in my office, I have uh fire pro wrestling x premium playing in there based uh from what i have on my um retro pie emulator which is on a nepsi uh plus console right now on a shell so i have that i have quite a few games that the book mentions on here 
this is a great reference. I, I would definitely say this is a great book reference to a lot of games that you may have played and may not have played. That is the truth. So I do in honor of this, I have Super Fire Pro Wrestling Premium X or X Premium on this, which was like a follow-up to their other game, which was not as good for what I read in the book. So I did get this bit of tip of uh, information from the book uh, in here. However, as I did learn more about the making of this book, there was a lot of controversy involved in the making of this book. Uh, wrestling with pixels cover 40 years of wrestling games with inside detail on what went on during some of the development of these games why other games that were mentioned was sort of like talked about as if it was a review so it, it had that type of situation in there uh, there were some great insight notes on a lot of cult uh, wrestling games such as uh, tag team wrestling by data east which was also known to be big pro wrestling in japan in which uh was said to be the very first game ever and or it's the very first game that was documented in this game now later in the later in this game i will tell you where the flaw is with this oh and in, in in regards to this game um they also talk about Matt Mania, which I also own on a Nintendo Switch. It is available now on a Nintendo Switch, which is also uh, Exciting Hour on uh, by Technos Japan. There is a story about this in the game, um, uh, with the game NES Pro Wrestling that we all love, know and love. Um, that it was it was rumored, or later confirmed by Soda Fifty One, that this game, uh, Exciting Pro Wrestling was to be uh the pro wrestling game by nes that we all know of with starman and king slender and all that stuff that game was supposed to be the uh the exciting hour or the map mania for the nes and it just wound up for some reason that didn't happen and it wound up nintendo just using it for themselves now if you look at both of those games you look at exciting hour the arcade version and then you look at pro wrestling there are some similarities a lot of similarities to the uh game in that one so very interesting information on that um you also they also talk about a lot of the kanikoman aka muscle wrestling game which many love despite it being uh not the best game ever it had its charm it really did a lot of us remember that game and for what it was and we just enjoyed it and i think that was a lot of the you know nostalgic view with that one you know you look back it really it does not live up <laughs> whatsoever um some great info about you know like i mentioned pro wrestling uh nes in there and uh stuff like that wcw aka super pro wrestling for the nes uh and many many more uh god i love that wcw game especially with the shadow run-ins <laughs> during the tag team matches they were awesome so they i mean by the way, did in this game, in this book, did you know that there was a Popeye wrestling title in here? It's all in the book and you can find out about it and much more. I mean, for what it's worth, it is a heavy amount of games that this uh, book covers. And there, you can never say that there isn't effort put into this um this book there's a lot of effort that's been put in this book you know it the game the book is out it is it is what it is it's out so they did um they did do a great job in showing a lot of these classic games that many of us has grown to love i will give that credit to that and there are also and i'm trying to take i'm trying to be the mutual here because it as i go along 
there will be it gets from good to okay what the hell <laughs> from this point there are also games um that i have never played or seen before and the council uh, for consoles like uh amiga uh commodore 64 famicom super famicom intelligent a uh, television i'm sorry pc engine and many many more i now like i said i have the retro pie game I thought I had all of the wrestling games that I've ever played before and then some I did not play in this thing. I have over 5,000 games in this emulated uh, system that was given to me. I don't have all the wrestling games that has been mentioned in this game and it's not in here. So there's a ton of other wrestling games in there. I wish now I wish I can find these games or I have the um that my entire thing was just full of wrestling games right now like i i'm surprisingly have a nice amount i have a nice amount not even a fair amount not even a good amount not even a great amount i have a nice i have a nice amount of games in here that i that i can reference from in here and learn more about the making of this game or what connections that it had and titans whatever in his game in this deal so uh, there are also games that they're actually not in mentioned in this uh, game, so it doesn't cover everything. It, 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 but I would say if I would give a percentage, I would say ninety nine point two percent of games were mentioned in this book because there are some uh, ones that are, were not mentioned here as well, and I don't know if it was based on date time frame whatever of course there was a lot of situations delays going on with this uh, book as well so um but it's for their, for what it's worth they have a they cover a lot of them a, a virtually all of them i would say that um you not only learn more about the games that you may have played and didn't play uh but also non wrestling titles with a wrestling connection such as uh hudson solves dino ricky for the nes if you guys remember that uh which was a which was a overhead vertical shooter with a connection to legendary japanese wrestler ricky choshu did not know that that was very interesting to know um what this book truly told me is that there are so many wrestling games that I have not yet played but i want to play so badly now I mean, so many games. There are a lot. There are a lot of all um, women's wrestling games out there. I have one of them. I have Fire Pro Wrestling um, Queens uh, version in here as well that I have in here. So I mean, which actually has actual wrestling stars of yesterday in there as much as uh, so is so uh super fire pro wrestling x premium which has a lot of the fmw characters a lot of new japan characters in here uh really a, a really great as well as some fictional characters they got ken shamrock in here so they they boss rootin is in this game it's crazy it is absolutely crazy by the way the cool part about whoever um put this retro pie together is that every every game that is uh, imported in japan is in english thank you whoever put this together that's all i'm saying about that but um yeah it's it's just an amazing amount of stuff man it's just amazing like one of my favorite features about this book though and i think a lot of people will appreciate and what they i think what surly knew that he had to do for this game because that's what everybody's going to be interested in is that there is a lot of uh coverage on fire pro yukes and aki 
in here, as many wrestling fans would mostly be intrigued about. Um, the history of Ukes is in here. They they document is um, they do document the history of Ukes. Um, Fire Pro, which was once owned by Human, and then it became Spike, and a few just a whole bunch of other like you get to learn about that history and um, so and Soda Fifty Ones rise in this story mode and everything and, and uh, i mean there's not one fire pro game that is not covered in this game so i and good to know i do i do own quite a bit of fire pro wrestling games right now from the past uh as well as world right now so uh, that, that's interesting though uh so um one of the other favorite parts about this book too is the exclusive interview with the one and only Saguchi Soda, uh, aka Soda Fifty One, which talks about everything, including the infamous Super Fire Pro Wrestling Special uh, story mode that we just talked about in the last segment. So while this book covers everything, every game console from 1983 to 2017. There are some game titles that I wish they would have put more emphasis in. And a lot of things that I've known about um, with certain wrestling games. Let's give it a little. Uh, uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. One of my all-time favorite games and possibly is the best wrestling game of all time. Still, to this day. Now, for those who don't know, Fire Pro Wrestling 2 is the Japanese Aki Corporation equivalent to no mercy now while people love no mercy at the same time when no mercy came out aki came out with virtual pro wrestling 2 using the exact same engine using the exact same modifications and upgrades and you know graphic up um improvements that they did there but they added a lot more in that game you were able to come out with the belt so there was like a better presentation with that as well um you know if you were the champion and there you were the champion all through the game you could, rather you were on the season mode uh or you know or yeah it was pretty much the season mode or you were playing the uh what was it just the regular uh you know other modes you were still champion there and if you lost the title in any of those modes you would be champion in the season mode from that point on so the presentation and it was one of the first times you actually came out wearing the title belt, whether it was on your waist or on your shoulder. It was one of the first times you actually got to do that. And that was something that a lot of people, myself included, always wanted to play. And I, I thought that that mention alone would have been a big deal. And they didn't really emphasize that because that's the whole point of playing a wrestling game or being a wrestler for that matter too is to be the champion and when you're the champion it's one thing to just be say the champion but it's another thing that you you got the representation of the belt in your possession stating that you're the champion that really gives you it, it engages you more into the game so when they finally did that in fire pro wrestling 2 and to and no mercy as well because they didn't do it they kind of did it they sort of kind of did it in wrestlemania 2000 and virtual pro wrestling one but it wasn't heavily emphasized and i think they learned that lesson when fire pro wrestling 2 came out uh later on so i loved when they finally started doing the belt presentation in the game and they started doing the uh introductions in the game and such and virtual pro wrestling 2 absolutely did that first uh, and then everything else, everybody else started following up from that point on and, you know, we're able to do it. Now we got 2K games and we got THQ and all those that are doing it on the norm. We then had SmackDown versus uh, Raw uh, 
that really started doing create a uh, wrestler uh i'm not create a wrestler but create a title or create a championship in there for the first time and that really changed the game so now we got we're able to make our own title belts in the most exclusive and intriguing and detailed way now in there and the things i'm able to do in a wrestling game is phenomenal <laughs> it, i'll tell you that but i wish they would have mentioned that they also mentioned xbox's wwe 2 ruthless aggression and the story uh and the reports of how the staff at anchor was laid off or you know released or fired if you will um due to the bad reviews of the game and the reaction that the fans gave to that game that was never mentioned on here and i i remember that i remember that when when that was out because i was like there's no way that this game is going to be good on Xbox. Xbox never comes out with a good game. If it's not by T- if it's not by uh, Aki or Yuke's, it's not going to be a good game, and it wasn't. Anchor took it. They uh, took another, and they did it. And then the next thing you know, there were reports saying that they were fired. That whole entire studio was fired for that um, game. So that was never mentioned. And I had to I, I had to re- I had to look deep and research that to make sure that I knew what I was talking about. And yes, in fact, there are forums out there that was talking about that and and statements that were shown that they were released after the uh making of you know that game so uh the other thing too that they never mentioned which i was really really i was really upset about is that they never mentioned anything about the debacle with 2k games attempt to port wwe 2k uh 8 m 18 to the nintendo switch and blind squirrels part in that development that was and and also not only that the i mean there's so much to cover on that game alone that was that was 2k games's first attempt to um, put a wrestling game on the nintendo switch and there was so much i look i've talked about that to the moon that should have been on here and they just kind of or he just kind of just you know did away with it and just never really put any focus to that and i was really surprised because that was a heavy heavy reported situation in this game and, and now granted as i say this you know it doesn't really take away entirely of what the game has done uh what the book does because it does cover a lot i just don't think it there there are some parts of it that is not focused on thoroughly and and i think that it should have been because there were some significant things within certain video games or wrestling games that have come out and that was one of them that was very significantly uh put out and it and i read this and i was like yeah they never mentioned this they just he 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 goes quickly over what the game entail what it consisted of um it was just like a basic rundown of what the game entails but it never really really mentioned all that and they do talk about the loot box uh, loot boxes and everything but now the 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 bad customer service the um the the uh the poor graphics well at the time I, i think it looks way better than it did when it first started if you've seen what it looked like when it first started it was horrendous and they did a lot of patchwork before they completely stopped working on it and 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 you know just decided to shut the server down on it and it now it now looks better it looks playable but it was just something that i think that it, it like the section that they have for it is really small i think they should they could have done a lot better with that uh as well not to mention wwe 2k19 is not on here as well like the last 2k game they have on here 
apparently is 18. 19 was a much better game. And I don't understand why they, that was never covered either. And I think a lot of it has to do with the behind the scenes turmoil that is happening here as well. So unfortunately, you will also find some outdated uh, information which kind of expose how long this project has been worked on. For example, page 116. Now, granted, all right, as I mentioned this, it doesn't really take away from this. This mention of it is not exactly, it's outdated, but, and it could have been updated, but it doesn't take away from exactly how good this book is. It's just that knowing what you know or knowing what i know now i understand the situation this this book will make you think that it was out years ago unfortunately it just came out february 2020 and this is why page 6 to uh, 116 which covers wrestlemania 2000 has a mention of prince albert aka matt bloom being the hottest wrestler in japan which at the time he was but they're talking as if this is something current and it, again this just came out in february 2000 this was published in out the door in 2020. this kind of tells you how long that this situation was out uh it, it is it's that's uh, unfortunate that they never had a chance to update the system thing i mean to update the book to that extent and i i believe there was some updates in this book in here so I, I i i just think that there's one of those situations where so much content in this book you it may have something that has been that's been over uh seen in this case so that was unfortunate but it's it's a to me it's kind of a minor type of situation at least it was it wasn't inaccurate in a sense that yeah he was the hottest dude he was the hottest worker in in japan he was the hottest guy jing wrestler in japan at the time when he was in japan and i never understood why he came to he was one of the guys he was one of the examples of why you don't come to you know wwe after you have such a hot run in japan thinking that you're going to get better yeah you're going to get better money but chances are you're going to just be sitting around and doing nothing or whatever like that or just become a coach or you don't you're not going to get the same momentum that you had in japan look at ricochet that's that should tell you more than enough that should tell you more than enough right now there's also sections in the book that covers wrestling games on mobile devices which extends the history of wrestling games out for another two years uh, after the council coverage uh games with mods they also cover games that didn't make the cut there were wrestling inspired pinball games in here pachinko machines in japan and even lcd pocket games from back in the day um i also realized that another game that was not mentioned in here and very interestingly so because he was mentioned in the kickstarter book but the jakara game was never mentioned added here and that came out in 2019 um believe october 15th of 2019 on um, steam side note on that one the chikara game which is called chikara action arcade wrestling was aiming to be released on the playstation 4 and the xbox and at this time i it has not been made uh it i don't believe has made it past the steam level now for what i understand a lot of indie developers go to steam first and just as a tester because there are steam fans out there but i think the idea is that going on the nintendo going on to 
PlayStation or Xbox is like the next level. If you can make it on Steam, it's, it's approved on Steam because Steam is for the hardcore gamers. It, that, that's that's the truth. Um, whereas the other consoles, the mainstream consoles, are more for the casual and hardcore. So if it makes it on there, it's going to make it on there. So I don't I don't know if you if they've made it past the level, but I from what I understand, the ratings of these of the games are really good. I, um, I don't understand why I didn't make it to the PlayStation 4 or because I actually was interested in checking that game out, but for some reason it's only on the Steam right now. So there is uh, one section that focuses on all games that Hulk Hogan was involved in too, as well. It's very interesting. Some of them that never made uh, the light of day, as well. Another, uh, it is another uh, that focuses on video games video game inspired gimmicks like say the super smash brothers who is now the dark order now uh, and they're evil uno and uh i forgot the other guy's name but um they uh they are now part of the dark order they couldn't use the super smash brothers gimmick uh in a nationally uh televised company so they had to change the name to the dark order i kind of like the dark order now a lot better than the super smash brothers but they were really fun as the super smash brothers um they also there was a beautiful joe gimmick character somebody came out of Starman. <clears throat> excuse me and then you of course have kenny omega who always comes out in uh wrestling and in, in video game inspired air and in fact like i mentioned before uh last week his finisher is called the one w- uh, winged angel which is named after zephyroth of final fantasy 7 so you got those options as well and then you got the new day who always you know in xavier woods who always has some anime or game inspired gimmicks coming out to the ring as well so which is always awesome in there so um and all wrestling characters that were uh involved in fighting games are also mentioned here as well so i again to his credit it really does a great job emphasizing on a lot of the content that is on there um there's undeniable i mean you can't fault the effort that's been put in here it's not like it's it's hard because i know there were some situations and delays and stuff in this game and is in the making of it and i feel like people have been felt like they were cheated out of the experience but the fact that this book is out does show that there was absolute effort and a lot of effort that's been put in this game Uh, and a lot of intention to put out a stellar book in here and the book looks good you know it's designed really well page by page so i'm not gonna fault that and you know for that reason um but it is to know that this is not a perfect solid um it's not a perfect book you know uh, what you know backers want it to, to be and stuff like that there is some slight bumps some nicks in there if you will um but despite the imperfections wrestling with pixels is an incredible effort in my opinion and it is a must for anyone wanting to know about past wrestling games or use it as a reference to find games um that they can possibly get a hold of so i i I find it to be a plus it's more to me at the end of the day i feel like it's more of a plus than a than a, a more of a positive than a negative if anything um when i found out about this book i immediately tried to reach out to Alden uh, Sorley and the folks at uh, Botch Productions have uh, them on the show uh, to talk about this intriguing book and I I was looking for I would like I was so excited about this book that I went out 
of my way to reach out to Alden to possibly reach out to the guys at Botch Productions who, if you don't know, uh, well, let me go over here first. Um, it, uh, honestly, if you're a gamer wrestling, um, if you're a gamer or a wrestling fan, you can't go wrong with this book. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this as more of a positive than a negative, if anything, but I'm really going to stress out some really negative situations right now. Um, while I, I haven't been able to get in touch and find uh, Odin Sorley, and I actually did eventually, but still never got a reach back, um, I did get in touch with someone at Botch Productions who was intimately involved Although stated that uh, he had no real role in the overall production of the uh, book. Botch Productions, for those of you who don't know, is the team behind the wrestling cult fan site known as Botchermania. Uh, which is the site dedicated to pinpointing wrestling's most screwed up moments in rather in the ring or on the mic. Uh, it's grown a really uh, pretty damn good following uh, in the years. The person that I spoke with was uh, was Matthew Greg. Matthew, not Matthew. Uh, Matthew with two Fs. That's how, how he prefers to be pronounced. Uh, Matthew Greg, who was said to be one of the main integral people behind Wrestling With Pixels. When I reached out to him via text, uh, he replied back and responded with a response that I was not expecting because I was out. I was not in the know of everything that was going on. Uh, again, like I said, this is totally out of the radar for uh, quite a few people. I would have thought I would have seen this on Game Informer or maybe uh, IGN or GameSpot. No, I have not. This is totally. This was totally out of the deal. Uh, I even Googled it and it just wasn't. It didn't show up at all. So, Greg got back to me with the following response and replied. We have had a very bitter falling out over the book. Uh, he's a quotations. He's a con man, but you can try him on Twitter. He gave me his Twitter handle. I did reach out to him. Uh, Alden have, has not reached out about it or anything like that. He did make a statement on Kickstarter in regarding to it. And uh, that was that on that case. But I even if he didn't want to talk about that, I still want to talk about the game. But considering everything, I mean, the book, but every considering everything that has happened, I can understand why neither of them probably will want to be on this, any show to talk about this because they the 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 dispute that they had was so big that it's just it just ruined the entire experience for both. And as a person who has gone through this himself with people in the past. I empathize with the entire situation, maybe not with one or the other, because I don't know the entire story of both, even though they both have made their own statements. I empathize with the situation in general. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's just sad because you want something really, really cool to be done. You want something really, really cool that can really do make a difference. And not only the lives of them, but it's just really making something happen in life. It's really something special. And in its core, in its essence, this book is something special. I, I, I just wish that all of them would be able to celebrate it equally and be able to enjoy what has been done. Unfortunately, you have this book knowing what has happened in the past and that kind of puts an asterisk on it and it puts a, like, a dent in the whole situation. But 
like I said, if you read this book, if you look at this book, there are some really great things about it. And I wish that both of them would be able to enjoy the situations that had happened. But there's a lot of stuff that is going to happen in the, uh, in the background of all this. Um, so after getting that response, that shocking response, um, I decided to further research on this and found out that there was reports regarding you know from not from major sites from like smaller indie sites um that was regarding this book and which in fact talked about the turmoil between um greg briefly that greg briefly spoke about with me um i replied back to matthew uh, to matthew uh to t see if he can elaborate more on the situation and he did he apps he had no problem talking about this uh not only did he give me a his side of the story in in, de in a very detailed text well which i will not talk about here uh not in its totality but he also gave me the link to a two hour it was actually it's a two hour 38 minute podcast uh of him and and another friend of his talking about the fallout of him and his former friend being sorely uh in this in a project partner in the text statement he says the following i did a long podcast going on about this but the abridged version was he used me for publicity for his kickstarter and then stopped talking to me stopped giving me updates and basically lied to everyone who was involved in it this in quotations this lasted uh for several years uh until hardcore gaming 101 took over the project and base and finally released it in the state uh, it's in according to one review it's laden with typos which is amazing considering it's been developed since 2013 was outbreak in japan in 2013 that's a whole other thing but it does talk about it does talk about those situations in the podcast. I did listen to the podcast. There are some really, it is some really iffy things about this and it's it's crazy. Now, I didn't find too many, I've read quite a bit of this book and didn't find too many noticeable typos in it. Uh, now, gr granted, that uh, the one, the one, only one typo uh, that caught me or one, uh, one flaw that I found in here that caught my eye was the Kaneko game for the PS2, which was labeled SFC, which is the code for Super Famicom. So that was a error. That was a that was a bit of an error right there. I'm sure this this might be more in there, but not enough to the point that it really stuck out to me. That other reference with Prince Albert was also an interesting thing as well. Um, do take note this has been uh, a kindle edition that i have so you can in all hindsight go back in to indesign or whatever pro, uh, adobe program that they use to put this together and make corrections and you can re-upload it and and to the uh into the series that that is a possible thing that they could do i just think at this point they're just probably tired of making any more updates to this and just like whatever because there's a lot like i said there's a lot of information on here but you also got to think that there's people who put a lot of money into this game via Kickstarter. So in hindsight, you really should rather make do your best to correct these errors 
or you know go out of your way to give money back or something or it, it, it's weird but again like i said i didn't find too many errors in there but it could be that they have updated the the book since then and they could still if they find it i mean if they have the passion to want to do it again um so but for those if there was a physical copy that is in stores or whatever if there ever was a physical copy like they would like what was promised i feel bad for those who actually got that physical copy again this is the whole story again about digital versus um physical it, it's it's just amazing like ah jeez so many pluses to digital so many but um yeah it, it's 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 just really sad it didn't also uh want to note that back uh that they back uh the back of the book actually that's what i wanted to mention the back of the book um it mentions something very interesting and incorrect it says that wrestling they they cover wrestling games for as early as the late 70s however the first game that was mentioned that was mentioned was tag team wrestling which was in 1983 so that's a situation right there that that's a bit of an error right there as well so i saw more outdated references and also found some really contra- i don't want to say contradictions but there were some things that were said that weren't true in here that they maybe they had intention of doing but in the midst of it not being covered there was there wasn't a lot of thorough uh clarification in here there was a lot of things that were mentioned today and they didn't they it looks like they just put out the book and was just tired and just put out the book which in that sense it's unfair to the backers it's unfair to the people who put money into the book for you to be that inaccurate and not not put in the even i mean if hardcore gaming 101 did put uh the effort in here to bring this book out and finally get this book published still they would have to look at the book look at the back and like wait the 70s and you're looking at the book and it says tag team wrestling was one of the first documented games which i don't at this point with this amount of knowledge that i know i'm hoping that's true but if you look at it from a perspective of like they're covering these games then you could look at it from that perspective just for reference purposes but this is why this this book is very is it's there's a lot of imperfections in this book in here um that's the situation right there now the podcast also mentioned a lot about the kickstarter pledges that was offered such as art books dvds and including interviews from this is crazy (laughs) um they were supposed to be doing a lot of interviews for twenty six thousand dollars that they were uh that they got from the backers that they said they needed only eighteen thousand for the backers they got and from what I understand from what Matthew and his friend talked about on the podcast. That was the goal that was reached and they got the goal and it superseded the goal. But in fact, they needed more money. And Matthew's asking, why did you not put the money that you needed on there? And to what he, I believe he said, um, Auden said that you have to start low because if you start too high and it doesn't get that high, then you can't get the money. I don't know i know kickstarter is a weird thing and how do you do things but i don't know man i don't know that's kind of that's kind of a weird deal so within this package and all the money that he got you were supposed to hear interviews from uh siuji uh yoshida uh, yoshida from aki or sin sophia 
So you're supposed to get an interview from him. You're supposed to get an interview from Gata, from Aki, and so since Sophia, which I'm sure these maybe the guys that are working with AEW right now. You were um, you're supposed to hear from Soda Fifty One, which you do. That is the one absolute interview that you get from here. Uh, Akiri uh, Uchida from Rumble Roses. Akira uh, uh, Akira uh, Yamaoki. Uh, Yamaoka from Rumble Roses as well. Uh, Tetsuya Hara. He was supposed to get an interview from Tetsuya Hara. Anime fans know this name. This is the creator of none other. The legendary creator of Fist of the North Star. Yes, Hakuto Noken. And of course, he had his. He also contributed to uh, Muscle Bomber, aka Slam Masters, as well. But you were supposed to get in touch with Tatsuda, Tatsuo Hara. I would have loved if this book had an interview from that man. Unfortunately, not in here. Um, you also had uh, Ray Lloyd uh, Glacier was supposed to be in here. You had. Uh, the, the people responsible for WrestleFest and uh, Super Arcade and Creator Double Dragon, which was uh, Yoshi uh, C- Yoshihisa um, Kishimoto. I, I mean, just a lot of people um, that was said to be in here, that said was supposed to be in here, but unfortunately was not in the game. I mean, the, the book. I'm always keeping the same game. Former staff of THQ, which I know probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, former staff at EA for WW, WCW Mayhem backstage. Like, a lot of people. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. And here we get on the list Mike Quackenbush, which again, there was no mention of the Chikara video game in here. So, you were also was supposed to hear from McFoley for some odd reason. I don't understand. I never knew McFoley to be a gamer. Ever. He's never talked about being a gamer. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, that's one thing. Mick Foley, nah. I don't understand why he would, he would even be in this book. Now, granted, of all the people that I think would have a better chance of getting an interview from would be Mick Foley. Mick Foley goes out for anybody. So the fact that he didn't have Mick Foley on here was very interesting indeed, regardless. But I didn't understand what, he, what part he would play in the understanding of video game history. Because yes, he was in video games, but... I don't think he really played any of the games that he was in. I truly believe he is not. If you even followed McFoley for years, you've known that he's never really put emphasis on game. Uh, he's old school. He's from that old generation. AJ Styles, um, Samoa Joe, Kenny Omega, you know, Xavier Woods, they're the new generation that are, of gamers that played the games that we're talking about right now. Not that, not this at all. So in addition, we have uh, contacted and reached out to many of the following uh, the, the, to take part. Now, this is coming from the Kickstarter uh, page as well. In addition, we have contacted and reached out to many of the following to take part in this project and sit down with us for interviews. We can't guarantee their participation. At least they put that on there. But with the proper budget and equipment, it is highly possible. Okay, here we go. Again, these are wrestlers who were a part of these games, but may not have had any. Because back then, when you're doing games like you're doing WrestleFest, you're doing uh, games like WrestleFest uh, in your house. All they weren't 
well in your house maybe um they weren't really an integral part they first of all these games were like 16 bit to uh 8 bit 32 bit at best so they weren't really a part of the game it wasn't until like later on where they were scanning wrestlers body frames and such and 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 you know to to get their actual look and likeness in the game so none of these guys again weren't gamers and would never play bret hart nope ted dibiase why diamond dallas page nope he knows people that are gamers warrior warrior was still alive during the time when his game when his when they were doing his game and of course he unfortunately passed away after wrestlemania after one of the wrestlemanias uh takahashi um shimada uh which is the creator of kanikoman that would have been awesome that would have been awesome right there um i love the kanikoman series i would have loved for him to have been a, a part of this i don't know to what extent he's actually going to get these guys in um you know yoshi uh yoshiaki uh inose from uh tecmo you got masato uh masoda masoda from human and creator of pro wrestling uh nes you know the, which is also you know suda 51 uh was the protege of uh simon inoki the former new japan pro wrestling president like this mean this man would be traveling and i'm sorry yeah he's right he's absolutely right if matthew what matthew said in this podcast was correct twenty six thousand dollars would not have been enough to cover all of this because you got the book production you got to pay people to do certain things you got the artists you got the designers you got traveling i'm telling you now the traveling to japan would not have covered what he had in this game i mean in this book it would not have covered it to, to do the interviews that he really wanted to do. It was no way 2,600 would have done it. I mean, 26, I'm sorry, not 2,600, 26,000 would have covered the amount of traveling that he would have had to do to do to do this game. Um, it would not have. Like, it, it cost me, like, the whole my whole entire trip to San Diego Comic-Con from air, room, and board, and expenses was around six style just to go to san diego comic-con can you imagine how much it costs to go to japan and travel to different areas and maybe you know stay in room and board for months on end to get these interviews especially how about why would he have to do all that how about skype dude <laughs> you know how many interviews i've done for people around different parts of the world in this show just doing skype how hard would that have been dude you would have saved a ton of money just going on skype doing exactly what i'm doing getting in touch with people i got in touch with people from um from shanghai uh, i'm sorry from singapore i've got in touch with people from japan i've got in touch with people from uk all from this show all from skype you would have saved a ton of money doing that okay no that's no that's not that would not have rolled um yeah man it, it's just it's it's incredible um matthew uh goes on matthew gray goes on to talk about some of the contributions that alden claimed that uh, he would be a part of and i'm meaning matthew would be a part of but confirm he was not and there's some things that he didn't even know about until he actually read the pledge so this is the part where matthew was telling me about how he used the name of botch productions to try and get 
you know, more notoriety, but never used him at all for any intricate parts of the process of the book and the productions. So, which I'm sure, from what I understand, Matthew really wanted to be a part of, but, you know, it was Alden who was kind of overseeing everything and feeling like that Matthew didn't know enough to, to really take control, which I don't, nobody knows what at that part right there. So, Matthew mentions also that Alden used the name of Bosch Productions for nothing more than the namesake. I like, I mean, he's, I think. Matthew did one part of hair, which was involved in the uh, Sega portion of it, which I've read and I noticed that there's another game that's not mentioned in here as well that I probably put my down on my notes as well. But another game that was not mentioned was the original pro wrestling uh, game in uh, oh, for the Sega Master System. They mentioned a game for the Sega Master System, but not the game that I used to play on a Sega Master System back in the day, um, which is like the little super deformed characters. They cover, it looks like they, it was crunched up and covered, uh, they covered a lot of different, you know, games on here, but not that. And when I looked at this and I'm on this page now, it's on page 12. The game that they mentioned, it, it's, it looks like a variety of different wrestling games, but they don't show the actual pro wrestling game. They only show a, a cropped out clip of the cover but the mention of the games that they that they're talking about on this page and the wrestling game that they i mean and the wrestling game that i own that i actually own right now is not in this game i don't even know what the game that they're having in here but it's a i think it's just this uh i don't know if it's body slam or whatever but it's not the game that i've played uh that i have that i used to play back in the day and i own now here it's not mentioned on here which is one it which was the original sega master system wrestling game a lot i know a lot of you who are listening to this who are my age have played that game so unfortunately that's not mentioned here as well so it's like i said it's it's not perfect whatsoever but they do cover virtually every game on here and it's just not um it is crazy now these pledges ranged from ten dollars up to a whopping fifteen hundred which was only backed by one poor pretentious jump. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, this pledge, this remind, this pledge reminded me. This pledge reminds me of when uh, I think E3 last year, when Stadia came out, and nobody they never really showed Stadia. They never saw what it looked like. They never seen what it, how it plays. They just knew what was told of them of what this game or what this system was going to do. It was an online only game experience that allowed you to play all of the same games that you could play on your regular console game but online and at your access but you still had to pay a, a fee within a fee a, a fee within a fee i'm sorry and lo and behold there were some blockheads and idiots that went and got it and pretentiously it was a pretentious buy to make them seem like they had what it takes to buy games and they were getting they were in the trend and then later on we found out that the you know there were problems with the game codes and all this stuff like that and they were yeah it's kind of like that this is what alana pierce was talking about on her youtube uh, channel about why people should not buy pre-ordered games and i do agree to that extent i i would go on to say I wouldn't buy pre-order physical copies because I've seen too many mistakes of um, 
you know, this latest situation with Final Fantasy is uh, another example. Now, again, I say not to the fault of um, Square Enix. I'm sure they would have come out with this game, but more or less to the point of you never know. It, it, there's so many cons about physical game copies. Like it's really an outdated, uh, you know, structure to do of buying. I remember giving another example: the pre-order of Marvel versus Capcom Infinite when they were giving out the statuettes, the little statue um, figurines the, uh, of Marvel, Captain Marvel, and uh, Ryu and Mega Man and all stuff. And also the Infinity Stones, which looked cool. It was heavily advertised. It looked really, really cool. Then we saw what it looked like, and it looked nothing like it was advertised, which I was surprised because Capcom is not known for doing stuff like this. And one of our ACMG members got one, and it looked nothing and he, poor poor guy, he tried to own up to it, and, or not own up to it, but tried to justify it. He couldn't. It was just bad. It was just so bad. So this $1,500 pledge was called the Ridiculous Pledge. You couldn't have named it anything more accurate. Uh, we will be bringing a blank block book to every single interview for them to draw, sign, or do whatever they want with it. Oh, and of course, you get uh, a hard copy of the book, the DVD, the poster, the art book. I don't know if this DVD ever came out. I don't know if this hardcover book came out. Damn, I can tell you this. I can absolutely tell you this. None of those interviews ever came in because none of those interviews that were mentioned here is on the book. Only uh, Suichi uh, Soda is in the book. So which means this guy, unfortunately, only got one damn autograph in this book when he was supposed to get these autographs from all of these legendary people. Come on, Tetsuya Harder was supposed to be doing something in this book. Never happened. The guy who created Kaneko Man, never happened. I don't even know Soda 51 actually did it. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, that's, I, this is the part where I'd be furious. I would be extremely furious about this, and I understood. Alden Surly put out a statement on Kickstarter. Uh, on his first page, apologizing to his credit, apologizing, giving his one time explanation of what happened with the extreme delay of this book. His reference, his reasons for this delay consisted of reaching of searching for new resource material and acquiring a, a long lost pieces of software and a variety of games, interviews, opportunities becoming available, as we know only one has proper insight into the video games of today with many now again this is the part where i'm looking question like how did ted, how would ted DiBiase or mick foley even or even bret hart even know about the process of the games they were just in the game they were had no idea of the process of the game they were not a part of that process i can tell you that they were not a pro- part of that process they were not they, they were not they at the time when they were in these games there was no such thing as motion capture. They had no reference to being in this game. None. So I, I, I found that hard to believe. I, I would be a fool to believe that. Um, he goes on to give his story on the situation with Matthew Gregg. And it, I, he, he does take 
omittance and and, and admits that he had um, a hard time getting in contact with him based and it was to his fault you know in the statement there was a mention and of the allegations saying that greg oh yeah this was this thing too oh yeah um there was a situation where um greg threatened his newborn niece hoping that he uh would choke and die and uh, you know alden sorely to his credit said that he didn't believe that matthew remotely said that that it was probably something that a troller uh, the, the, the troll online was saying or something like that but he uh he does say that you know during the time that he was doing this he was he became an uncle he had other opportunities going on and that he um lost track of the whole entire project now he said that's not to be an excuse and i agree it should not be an excuse even if you got a new so first of all you shouldn't be overwhelmed with so many things that's one thing you should never i tell my clients that all the time it's like stick to one project get that one project done that's it and this is an example of why you should do that uh you get other opportunities to work with people that's fine but you need to commit you need to pursue the commitments and priorities that you need before and the fact that this was first worked on in 2013 and we're in 2020 that's seven years that is seven long ass years to be working on a project to be holding 527 people's money um money one of which was 1500 dollars. that's just wrong i would be highly pissed about this rightfully so you know he, he he goes on to say that um while alden admits uh you know understanding greg's frustration he also notes that when it comes to the funds used and extracted he says that it is far from the truth of him forking out money to assure um, that the budget stays so meaning basically meaning that uh if he went over the pledge amount that he would be putting in the extra money which yeah according to what matthew said about him not getting enough money yeah he would have to fork out the rest of the money to make this happen um at the end at at this time um in present you know alden and the team at hardcore one gaming 101 has officially discontinued their relationship with matthew uh the statement also claims that he did honor some of the pledges pledge rewards that were mentioned and they don't express which on uh, that was if you're listening to this and you may have been pledging this i would love to know whether you got all of which you were you know scheduled to have i got a feeling that a lot of people didn't and he did claim that he did refund people who asked to be who asked to uh, refund their money as well so hopefully that was the case too overall overall i would love to get this game i mean god damn it i would love to give this book an a plus praise but unfortunately i cannot uh due to the circumstances due to everything that has happened um due to the imperfections of the of uh, the book i still say that this is a positive reference um i what did i pay for this i don't think i paid entirely too much for this book and that's th that's a relief um i think i paid less than 10 bucks for this book to be honest um but there is with all that said there is something to have in this game there is something if anything this is a good template book to look at for any future people who are looking to make a more definitive 
book. Right now, this is the only book that we have that has references of video games. There are some great uh, intel, uh, you know, in here and some detailed, you know, um, information on here about games that you grown up and love and some things that you didn't know. Just know that it's not perfect, but it I'd say overall, it is a book worth looking into. So to that, I say it's more of a plus than a, and a negative. I unfortunately, if you're somebody who didn't invest in a book before, it may be worth looking to check it out now. Um, I, feel, I, I feel really bad for any and all of the actual any and all of the actual um backers out there that is invested in this book because i would if i knew about this book i probably would have myself and i probably would be fairly upset as well but as a person who did get this now unbeknownst to me at the time before i even dig deeper into this i would say this was a pretty good effort and it could, that could have been much, much better had all of this crap not happened. <laughs> Bar fun. So if I give this a grade, it will be a definitely, it's, I would definitely say a B minus to a B. It would definitely be a B minus to a B. And again, this is the only book that we have that covers all of this much stuff. I mean, I would, I would go on as far as giving it a solid B um, for now. Uh, but I think it, was just, it would be a B minus just because I know what happened. I know what all of the people went through. I ha I have not heard from uh, um, from Arden Soli, uh, who only made that one statement. But he did admit up to his uh, some of his faults. He did admit to some of his faults in this. So I mean, he even he even said that you know Matthew was right. He has not been in contact with Matthew due to the circumstances of him being uh, with you know being a new uncle and. I, yeah, but I don't understand. Like, being a father, a new father is one thing. Being an uncle, that's a whole nother deal. Like, are you an uncle who's taking care of the niece or nephew that, you know, because you could be, I'm an uncle to a bunch of my nieces and nephews. That doesn't stop me from doing what I'm doing. <laughs> being a father, that's a whole nother thing, bro. Um, but, you know, that's here or there. But he also said he had other opportunities. But even still, like, regardless of the other opportunities, you have a huge commitment based on money that was invested in your efforts to make a book come out. Like I said, I have, I empathize with the situation because I've been in a situation in the making of ACMG and the making of Talk Time Live. And I understand this. I understand this deeply. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see this. But in all respect, th this is a pretty good reference. Not the best reference, and but it's the only reference that we have. This is the irony of it all. So if you're a wrestling fan, if you want to know more about the history of these games, if you want to look at look um, and check out games that you may not have known about and you think, you know, this is a good reference. This is a good reference, not the most definitive of references, but this is a good, good reference to look at and check things out in there. And I would just say from this point, because of how the lack of uh, thorough detail that this has been put in, like it could have been, I would still say go deeper. If you are intrigued by one of the games that you check out, I would definitely say look deeper into the game and the history of that game to see if it matches up with what's going on in this game. At least until the, at least until we actually have a more definitive game to come out. So I would definitely give this an a B, a, a solid B at best. I, I mean, I can't. There's too much information 
in the game for me to really fault it, but it, it's not perfect. It's not the best thing ever. Um, hopefully somebody will come out with a better detailed definitive book in the years to come for this. And hopefully this is the start of other books that are being follow up or these guys come in and update this book and give it like the whole Prince Albert thing. That's that's the whole thing. So hopefully that'll happen. Folks, let's just cut it out right there. Let's end this episode. That will do it for this edition of Select Start. Thank you guys so very much for being a part of this as well, especially all you wrestling fans out there. And hopefully that you will check it out yourself and let me know what you think about it. Uh, if you got some intel about it, let us know. You know, it'll be awesome to know what you got. I know Greg, um, Gary Gibbs out there in our ACMG Facebook group hardcore wrestling fan out there i know you want to just something that you may want to check out as well so uh go out of your way check it out folks we're just hours away from the premiere of final fantasy 7 remake i'm out <laughs> i am so out after this bro i'm telling you i am going to enjoy this um of course like i said we will not be reviewing this anytime soon not until next week i'm going to be on this hardcore i'm going to be on this enough to give it a thorough as thorough a review as possible because i know there's like a lot of hours into this game uh, of things to do so i won't review this game till next week and until then in honor of this this sunday on talk time live the prime show i'm going to look back at final fantasy advent children uh, that movie that came out years ago that we all loved and was hoping to be what this is now and is the remake of this all. But we're going to look back at that, which is, you know, talks about the aftermath of the situ all the uh, events that happened in Final Fantasy seven and last order. We're going to uh, talk about both of those as well. So that'll be the main talk topic of this Sunday. And then following that next week, we're going to review Final Fantasy seven remake in its entirety well hopefully in its entirety or if it's majority and give my uh thoughts on that as well so folks thank you so very much for following this show you could check out this and every other episode on talktimelive.com if you want to subscribe to this you could check out check us out on spotify our heart iheart radio apple podcast google podcast uh stitcher radio uh, Podbean, Pocket Cast, and all Amazon devices as well. Uh, you can also go to TalkTimeLife.com to check out all of our exclusive interviews with some of the most known and famous and hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games. Over 40 interviews for you to check out. I also want to announce that tomorrow is not only the premiere of Final Fantasy VII, it is also the fifth anniversary of Talk Time Live. Tomorrow will mark the first day of the first episode of Talk Time Live. I'm not going to replay that first episode, which I still have on Sunday, but just know this show has been through a hell of a lot. It is also seen a lot. It is also successfully experienced a lot. And we hope that do more and we couldn't have done it without any of you who have supported this show. So thank you to our new listeners. Thank you to our past listeners. Thank you to everybody who's been a part of it and also the trials and tribulations of it as well. Those who didn't believe in it, those who didn't follow it, those who are hating on it, those who are shadowing it. Thank you all. You all had some integral part in keeping Talk Time Live alive. So thank you very much, everybody. I really appreciate it, especially during these times right now. It's also best 
that we uh, have another outlet to be it myself included who is talking on the show to you guys who are listening. It's great to have another outlet in here and hopefully that can help you keep it going and keep it growing from here. We're going to get through this some way, somehow, no matter what it takes. So folks, with that said, that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care and uh, be safe, everybody. Stay in, save lives, be safe. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.